Here we go. You are listening to Rumination Thursday, Law and Gospel. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me is Wes Reimnitz. What are we going to be talking about today? If you have been listening to Law and Gospel over the past few weeks, we've been pretty negative towards women, but not just women, but women who think they are pastors, who think they are ministers of the church, which they, of course, are not. But today we're going to talk about another woman, and she also has the title of not only being a medical doctor in Finland, but she ran the affairs of the Ministry of Education and Culture in the Ministry of Finance. And boy, did she get in some problems. But we consider her to be a heroine. And so we want to share with you what's happening in Finland. And maybe as a little summary, Pastor Reimnitz can bring you up to date. Oh, boy. Yeah, a little summary. But, but as you say, she's a medical doctor. That's her, her. So when you call a doctor, you're talking about a medical doctor. But uh, And as you point out, she was in the ministry of, of a church affairs there. But uh, a particular value is she was chair of the Finnish Christian Democrats for a time. And yes. back in 2004, she helped publish uh, an article about uh, homos- uh, female, female. Uh, he created a heterosexual relationships challenging the Christian concept of humanity. That came out in 2004, and uh, it, it later became investigated there. You know, not only is she a medical doctor, but she's married to a pastor, a Lutheran pastor, a pastor who has a doctor of theology. And uh, so she's she uh, has plenty of advice, and probably not only from her husband, but from, from others inside the Finnish Lutheran Church. And uh, this Democratic Party, Christian Party, was is about special organizations for women, young people, immigrants, Swedish-speaking people, and they're, they're about the well-being of families, pro-life values, uh, taking care of nature, promoting entrepreneurship and, and, and work. So they're, they're looking at building a society that within and culture within the uh, Finnish population that, that are lasting values. So she's not a, a radical by any any means, but she got into trouble, or I should say not trouble, but by 2017, the uh, Finland had legalized gay marriage, and by 2019, she was tweeting her own Lutheran Foundation diocese that they shouldn't be participating in gay gay prize, which which led to them setting up uh, charges and investigating her. Yeah, she actually was the prosecutor general decided to prosecute her in three cases, and she indicates the three 
charges are about the following cases. First of all, that pamphlet she wrote in 2004, male and female, he created them, homosexual relationships challenge the Christian concept of humanity. The second charge is about a tweet she published June the 17th, 2019. And she published a tweet in Facebook and Instagram and question the Evangelical Lutheran Church's official affiliation with the Helsinki LGBT Pride 2019 and accompanied my publication with a photo from the Bible and a letter from Romans 1, 24 to 27. And finally, the third charge is about my views presented in one program of the Finnish Broadcasting Corporation when I visited a talk show and discussed the topic, what would Jesus think about homosexuals? And of course, she said that he would not think very much of them because they were being contrary to the word of God. She could end up in prison for two years because of what Finland is saying. And as well as be penalized financially, they talk that could be added on to it as well. But it's just astonishing that they're reaching clear back to 2004 to a pamphlet that was written that that somehow is, is, is not okay. I, I just, yeah, I'm speechless. Yeah, she says herself that the decision of the prosecutor was shocking. I do not think I have committed threatening, defaming, or insulting a minority group. In all three cases, the question is about the Bible's teaching about marriage and sexuality. Ultimately, the three charges brought against me have to do whether it is allowed in Finland to express your conviction that is based on the traditional teaching of the Bible and Christian churches. I do not see I would have in any way defamed homosexuals whose human dignity and human rights I have consistently said to respect and defend. The Bible's teaching is, however, very clear in the teaching that marriage is a union between a man and wife and that practicing homosexuality is against God's will. Amazing. I mean, she goes on to, to say that Paul's teaching is not only about defending marriage between man and woman, but how about how a human being is saved into eternal life. If the teachings of God's word about sin are rejected, also the whole core of the Christian faith is made empty. The precious sacrifice of Jesus on the cross for the sake of everyone's sins and the way he opened into eternity. So she's very devout Christian. Yes. And she says that if this gets passed, then there's going to be uh, a, a real work on the part of the government 
to stop disseminating uh, the Bible, especially in regards to homosexuality. Oh, yeah. Well, she says the sort of judgment would open to an avenue leading to further publication bans on similar texts and modern book burnings. I would say probably one of them being the Bible itself. So she says, I will go to court with a peaceful mind and brave mind, trusting that Finland is a constitutional state where the freedoms of speech and religion, which both are guaranteed in international agreements and in our constitution, are respected. A conviction based on the Christian faith is more than a superficial opinion. The early Christians did not renounce their faith in lion's caves. Why should I then renounce my faith in a courtroom? Boy, that's a pretty good statement, isn't it? Yeah, well, he who confesses me before man, and will I confess before my Father in heaven? You know, she she uh, she lives the Christian faith. Yes, and uh, this is a wonderful Christian woman, and she's a member of Parliament, and they're probably going to try and remove her from that also, and it's going to be very interesting. There hasn't been since we've been reading about this, any further developments on it, has there? No, no. What what we're quoting from and and looking at is the press release from back in April 30th of this year. And, of course, we're here in August and we haven't heard anything. One one note to make is that she says that, as a member of parliament, I have been involved in the enactment of this precise amendment to our legislation. It did not even come to my mind that my tweet or my opinions based on Christianity would be defamatory or insulting in any respect. There was a church act several years back that was passed with a paragraph uh, uh, uplifting the rights of homosexuals. But at the same time, it upheld the rights of, of, of the church to speak freely. So, you know, there, there's, you're twisting words here and there in that paragraph. Yes. She says, I want to encourage others to use their freedom of speech and religion. This indictment shows that right now is the time to defend these foundational freedoms and rights. The prosecutor general has previously publicly told that she has, because of my cases, received inappropriate messages. I hope that no insulting messages would be targeted against her. Yeah, uh, so she's a very balanced person, willing to sit there and and discuss it. And and she, in her documents, further states that that sin is, is part of the human condition, both heterosexual and homosexual. She doesn't make a distinction that one is worse than the other, but both are are sinful. Yep. She does say that, um, and this came out on August the 21st, 2020, that the police have summoned me to arrive at the main police station in Helsinki. 
on the 25th of August, 2020, for interrogation on suspicion of ethnic agitation against a group. And that carries the sentence of a fine or imprisonment for a maximum of two years. And this is already the third time I have been interrogated because of suspicion of agitation against a minority group. Although the inter interrogations and the statements related to them take time, I will not back down from my views. Who's that sound like? <laughs> Sounds like uh, Peter and John before the Sanhedrin. And also and Martin Luther. Paul, Martin Luther. But you know, um, in Acts chapter 4, wasn't Peter and John told not to speak about uh, Christ anymore yes. and their, their views? And they make that famous uh, confession of faith in Acts 4.12. Yep. Now, the reason we're doing this, we looked at China last week, which has terrible problems. And then was it in Great Britain a pastor was arrested? Two of them. For, and they were talking about uh, on a soapbox in the, in the street about how marriage was between a man and a woman. Yes. And they arrested him for, for hate crime. It was, a, it was the, the homosexuals listening to it said, we're offended by this. Boy, what happens to the Christians who are offended that homosexuality is not a proper way of living? We're offended by that, and nobody's getting arrested for our offense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what is it that you could take out of it? Does the word homosexual and put in pedophile that uh, we shouldn't take offense at that either than at that rate. And, and the reason I would do that is I have never met an unrepentant homosexual who isn't also a pedophile. And mm. I explain that because they may not be fooling around with little children actively, but they are speaking to little children saying that the homosexual lifestyle is okay. And what does Jesus say when you offend a little one? Yeah, it'd be better that a millstone be hung around your neck than the, than the loss of one of these little ones. And that definitely is offending a little one when you're, moving them to do sin. And, and we're seeing a larger percentage of people who are following the homosexual lifestyle in, in today's society. Yeah, she goes on to, in that same press release from August uh, that we discussed the Bible's teaching on Jesus, creation of man, the sexual orientation are the same line before God that are all valuable, but also sinful and need of Jesus' redemptive work in order to inherit eternal life. And that was a, a radio broadcast, I believe, that she did that there, uh, through the Finnish Broadcasting Corporation through a talk show. 
So she says, it's, it's there before you. She's not defaming homosexuality or, or that, but talking about the redemptive life that's found in eternal life with, through Jesus. Yes. She really does a good job, in my view, of explaining the Bible properly. She says, it's a baffling, surreal experience to be ordered into a police interrogation over the teachings of the Bible and in a country which has such deep roots in the freedom of speech and of religion. We are accustomed to hearing news like this from a totally different reference group of nations, places like North Korea or the former Soviet Union. The freedoms of speech and of religion are the cornerstones of democracy. And we're seeing some of that fall apart even in the United States. Right. Well, she even talks about that the criminal complaint done about her appearances in the episode present quotes that she has not even said in the episode. So, you know, they're, they're quoting her uh, as saying things she hasn't even said. That's kind of typical on the part of homosexuals, that they'll take whatever they can find, even if they have to make it up, because they are like the serpent in the Garden of Eden. They're very nice outwardly. Remember Eve, boy, she got beguiled by Satan, but he had a totally different purpose in getting them to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that was to rebel against God. And that's what these homosexuals are telling people today, to rebel against God. Yeah, and I think it's important that we keep in mind, keep her in mind in our prayers and add it to our prayer list that, that the Lord watch over her and, and other Finnish Lutherans that, that are uh, fighting this this case in, in Finland. Yeah, we've had a pretty good relationship with Lutherans in Finland, and uh, the Missouri Synod has a whole bunch of oh, denominations throughout Europe and Asia that are growing. We talked about, though, the disappointment that our own president had, President Harrison, with that of the Japan church. What had they done? Well, they they went ahead and, and allowed a, an ordained deaconess to become uh, president or vice president or something like that of their church body. Yes, consider her to be a pastor. And mm. President Harrison made it very clear that this, therefore, drops fellowship. Because what is altar and pulpit fellowship? It's an agreement that what you teach is what I believe. And that's why you can come to the Lord's Supper. But when you have a difference in teaching on something as strong as that, then there is no possibility of having a proper Lord's Supper. What is it uh, in Article 7 of the Augsburg? The church is found where the gospel is purely taught and the sacraments rightly administered? Yes. 
And to mean rightly administered, it means to make sure that the people who are receiving the Lord's Supper in your church are really able to do so. They have been instructed. They have agreed with the teachings of the church. And hopefully they have been confirmed. And that would make them uh, okay to receive the Lord's Supper. Because if these things aren't so, all you got to do is read 1 Corinthians 11 where even Christians are becoming ill and dying because they're taking the Lord's Supper inappropriately. You know, as, as you talk about that, it reaches clear back to, to the first century A.D. In Bernard Ehlers, in his book, uh, Eucharist and Church Fellowship in the First Four Centuries, pointed out that, that the church or the house church that you Communion Dad was the church that you adopted their doctrines. So they were very much guarded in who they allowed in to make sure that there was an agreement in what they believe and taught about Jesus Christ. Yes, really important. That's the textbook all of us have uh, by Werner Ehlert. But very important that the reason we refuse communion to certain people is because it's going to be harmful for them to receive it under the present situation in which they are existing. And so they need some teaching, some biblical references, so they can come to a proper understanding. And that in lies this Finnish lady that we are, we are discussing that, uh, as she writes, she writes very clear and distinctly. She she tries not to be uh, offensive towards anyone out there, but simply state what the Bible itself teaches. Yes. The American Conservative uh, magazine came out with this, naming her Pavi Razanin is a member of the Finnish Parliament from the Christian Democratic Party and a practicing Lutheran. She is also facing hate speech investigations for having questioned publicly her own church leader's decision to affirm LGBT pride. Now, the Finnish police have expanded the investigation to consider charges against her over a 2004 pamphlet she wrote defending the Lutheran Church's traditional teaching about marriage, which entails denying that same-sex marriage is a real marriage. It's worth noting that she wrote that pamphlet seven years before LGBT was added to the national hate speech law as a protected class. She was investigated once before for the pamphlet and cleared, but now she's going to undergo another, another interrogation. So I think your words are correct that we need to pray for her and the Lutheran Church in Finland. You know, we in the United States have freedom of speech, but there are a lot of countries that don't have it to the extent we have. And therefore, people are being put in jail, imprisoned, 
fined, etc., because they disagree with teachings of the Bible. Yeah, and I'm glad that uh, we we took the time to discuss a, a good Lutheran lady who just who who upholds the Bible, uh, does does uh, will of the Lord in terms of of going out and confessing the faith, and uh, doesn't doesn't change the Bible from from what it means. It's quite refreshing to to see that. Yeah, the Apostle Paul talks about watching out for those who make changes in the Bible to suit their own fancies, that that can destroy the Christian congregation. And we're sure seeing that happen in the United States. And a a reminder that, you know, she is like Peter in Acts 4.12. There's no other name given among men under under earth, under the heavens, that, by which we must be saved, that she confesses her Lord Jesus Christ as the way of salvation for homosexuals and heterosexuals. Yes. And, and that's the point we want to make. All of us are sinners, but those who are unrepentant are in real danger of not going to heaven. And so we're speaking the message we're speaking out of love to them so they would come to a better understanding of the work of Jesus Christ on their behalf. Exactly. And again, we uphold her and any of the others and uh, across the world that, that, that are facing persecution for uh, confessing Christ as Lord and Savior, as the Bible teaches. Well, thank you very much, Pastor. This was a good West Rhymnitz find that you had. In fact, he sent me 26 pages of information. And so this is a big, big deal, and we'll be bringing you up to date more. Tomorrow's Open Mic Friday. I'm Tom Baker. God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.